Welcome to the Upside Podcast, powered by Upside Global and hosted by Julian Blinn, founder and CEO of Upside Global. The Upside Podcast is listened to weekly by over 6,000 sports and tech executives from all sports leagues and teams in the United States and around the world. Julian has been developing technologies for professional sports teams for over 10 years and has worked for major tech companies along with sports tech startups. In each episode, Julian interviews global leaders in sports to share knowledge on emerging technology in the sports industry and how these technologies can help improve the performance of individuals and organizations both on and off the playing field. And now here's your host, Julian Blinn. So today we have the honor to interview Sabah Shakalio, strength and conditioning trainer at uh, San Pauli, a German women's soccer team in Hamburg. So Sabah, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for the invitation. Great. So, uh, well, thank you. So, Seba, what I want to talk to you about today is first, uh, I would love to hear more about your background, and then we'll talk about your role at your club, and then we'll discuss your approach towards innovation and injury prevention, and then we'll like to touch on your favorite technologies and what you would like to build if you had unlimited resources. So, how does it sound? Yeah, sounds great. Great. So, uh, Seba, first, uh, could, can you give me a, a quick uh, overview of your background and your role at your club? Yes, um, I am. I work as sports physical therapist, but also as a strength and conditioning trainer at, at St. Pauli Football Club in Germany. Uh, but yeah. additionally, I work as sports scientist and I research about gender specific performance characteristic in sport. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and how long have you been at your club? Uh, around two years. Two years. Okay. And uh, I think when we talked the last time, you mentioned that there's a little bit of a history uh, with your, your club, San Pauli, right? So, what is San Pauli known for? Um, San Pauli is known for for their cultures. Uh, it is uh, there is a it, it has a uh, San Pauli club has own uh, traditional uh, traditions. Uh, it has very traditional fans. I think it's one of the only. Uh, women football club that uh, they have their own uh, fans and which they support us uh, uh, at every game. That's great. Um, but they, and... I, I want to also uh, say that um, the club is famous for their values. They stand mm -hmm. for values like they respect uh, women rights, human rights. They are. Uh, they have uh, programs to welcome refugees uh, in Germany, and also yeah. uh, they have programs to support the rights of uh, LGBTQ community in Germany. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so before we get into uh, your approach towards innovation, um, can you maybe describe to us what is your day-to-day -day, uh, as the uh, strength and conditioning trainer? What do you do with your athletes every day and, and so on? Uh, so uh, one of my uh, one of my duty is to screen um, if if uh, there is an athlete is at the risk of injury or not, and also yeah. I uh, do some measurements uh, to know about the strengths and the conditioning level of the different players if they are ready uh, to play or not. Uh, and I do once a week um, uh, um, uh, do a strength uh, training uh, with, the, with the players of Sag Pauli. 
Yeah, and when you say strength and conditioning, you mean like work out at the gym and do the weights and stuff like that? Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the next question is, how would you describe your approach towards innovation and how you use technology, especially to help prevent uh, injury uh, for female athletes? Uh, so, um, as I told before, I work also in sports science as a re researcher and uh, uh, I've, I have been researching about the, uh, the fluctuation of sex hormones during the different phase of the menstrual cycle and yeah. its uh, impact on the uh, injuries and, and training responses of athletes. So um, we are trying to um, uh, we are trying to uh, address uh, the hormone level of the players. Uh, uh, during our uh, training sessions, um, and uh, we work with different applications to attract their, their menstrual cycle. Uh, but um, uh, last year, I, I have I've done one experimental study about menstrual cycle. We used mm -hmm. a bi biosensor. It's a, a medical biosensor called Ovula Ring, and we tracked. Yeah. Uh, we tracked the uh, menstrual cycle of water polo player in Hamburg uh, around one year, and uh, uh, we could. Uh, it was a great um, experiment for me as a strength and conditioning tra training to see the impact of a uh, uh, high load uh, training phase on uh, on female physiology, and uh, and now I'm trying to. Um, implant uh, this technology also uh, with my football players. And what, what has been the biggest, I guess, uh, benefits of using the Ovuda ring uh, in terms of injury prevention? Have you been able to measure that in some ways? Uh, yeah, it's a very interesting question. There are some internal and external load that we used uh, in yeah. uh, as a trainer to see if they're uh, if the players are at the risk of overtraining or or they are at the risk of uh, injuries, uh, so there are really different physiological uh, measures. But menstrual cycle is also very sensitive uh, parameter to measure um, when women are when uh, female players are at the risk of uh, overtraining. One of the first sign of uh, overtraining is the menstrual dysfunction. So mm -hmm. if we track their menstrual cycle, it would be a really good, uh, yeah, uh, and it, it would be every sign of uh, uh, stress, um, um, which uh, which we should, which which is a which actually a sign that we should. Um, yeah, we should discuss about our training and recovery plan and some players are at the risk of injury and overtraining. And yeah, yeah this is great. So, and I talk, you know, I, I talked to Laura, you know, uh, about the Ovoda ring and I think it's a very unique product. I've never seen anything like it out there. Um, but can you maybe give me an example of a player without giving the name of the player, right? Maybe a yes. player that where you discovered, you know what, there's a problem here. She's overtraining and how you guys intervene so that uh, she doesn't get injured or as much, right? Um, yeah, there have been a player, water polo player last year. She was injured a couple of times in a year and uh, she had also history of uh, 
eating disorder, which is uh, unfortunately very common in some yeah. specific uh, sports. Uh, and uh, we realized that uh, she didn't have any uh, ovulation for the past four months, four or five months. And, um, and she was really also stressed. Uh, she, she was under lots of stress at work, at university, and she was not handling it in a right way. And her performance was not, was uh, uh, decreasing uh, always. Yeah. So uh, we uh, had a talk first with, a, uh, with her trainer and we tried to be, uh, uh, of course, we sent her also to a, uh, to a professional uh, sport uh, medical staff to um, uh, for more examinations and uh, yeah um, it's it's a real it's one of the early signs of uh, overtraining and diseases like uh, female athlete triad and uh, it is um, um, it is actually um, a practical. Uh, internal load measure in women which men does not have in some mm -hmm. this kind of uh, this kind of overtraining um, symptoms uh, are usually uh, recognized very late uh, in women yeah what <laughs> women it's uh, menstrual cycle is a sensitive measure so we can uh, do uh, we can uh, change our training programs and recovery programs much earlier than men yeah, and it's funny, you know, what you mentioned, because I, I talked to some uh, uh, top clubs in the Premier League and uh, about the Obuda ring, right? And I think the, the first reaction was, uh, well, the only way to measure menstrual, menstrual cycles is by doing blood work, analyzing the blood. And I think, um, I think with the Obuda ring, uh, they found another way to do that, right? Uh, yes. Which, again, is quite unique, yeah. right? So, um, um, yeah. Ovularing is a unique and really easy uh, method to track the menstrual cycle because it's ha it has a really high validity, uh, like the blood uh, test, um, but also uh, it is not that much costly like the blood test and it is, uh, it is not that time consuming. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. And uh, uh, the good thing is uh, that uh, the players they can do it by their themselves. It's a, I mean, um, uh, it's a sensor. They wear it vaginally, and it measures like two hundred eighty-eight mm -hmm. times in a day. And we have a uh, the data that we have uh, can also used in a diag diagnostic uh, at a diagnostic level to recognize menstrual dis dysfunction. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and how many data points can do they measure a day? You said. Sorry, I didn't understand. The ovular ring, you said it measures uh, how many uh, data points a day? The ovular uh, ring? 288 times in a day. Wow. So you get a pretty good reading and it's comfortable to wear. Yes. Uh, yeah, which brings my, my next question. So uh, what are your favorite technologies, maybe your top three of technology that you've used at your club? And why do you like them? That's my question. Mm, as a strength and conditioning trainer, uh, I, that I work, I'm working with a women football clubs. We do not have a unlimited financial support. It is more important for me to use technology that they are not costly and there are, yeah, but there are uh, 
practical. Uh, I um, use regularly um, apps like uh, my jump um, two app uh, to measure the uh, jump strengths of uh, my athletes. Uh, mm -hmm. It helps me to first of all to know um, uh, at which level my players are. If uh, if, if we need to um, do more strength training or less, or if uh, some if players are at the risk of injuries, because uh, uh, we can also. Uh, compare the uh, le uh, right leg with the left leg. So uh, we have also uh, data about uh, screening data to use if someone uh, needs more physio or more uh, more athletic training. Um, yeah, 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 that's for sure one of my favorite apps that I use regularly. But it is also important that um, not all of apps they have like. Uh, uh, valid data, um, and it is important that, that there we use uh, apps that uh, there's it is scientifically proved that uh, uh, they they have uh, yeah they have valid valid data which you can use um, and um, yeah yeah that's great and and so uh, you mentioned as this app to measure the jumps for example of your players. How do they measure the jumps? Do you have to measure it yourself and then you put it into the app or how does it work? Um, they came up uh, yeah, with a, actually with a, a good solution. They measured the time of fly uh, how, mm -hmm. how, or how many seconds the players are uh, in the air. So yeah. and they compare it uh, with the uh, yeah, um, they they have their own algorithm to uh, so measure. It's more like computer vision. It's not like computer vision from the mobile app. Is that what it is? I'm talking about the My Jump Two app. Yeah. So uh, so what I'm asking is, how do they measure the uh, the height of the jump? Uh, is just done through an app, right? A mobile application. Yeah. So. Yes. They must be using, you mentioned algorithms, so they must be using some sort of computer vision system into the app with algorithms to measure the uh, the height of the jump. Yes, uh, they actually uh, not measure the height uh, directly. They uh, they measure the seconds that the players are in the air. Oh, okay. And, and that, then they have their own algorithm to uh, measure, okay, it was about 20 centimeters or 30 centimeters. And th 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 that's the interesting part, actually, because uh, um, there are two studies that they compare uh, this app with actual uh, yeah, technology that we use for counter mover jump. And uh, they realize that this app has a good validity. So it's accurate, you mean? Yeah, it's accurate, yeah. Yeah, so these are your favorite apps, basically. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, great. So uh, my other question is, you know, if you had unlimited resources and money, and I know in, you know, with female te uh, teams, you know, resources and money is an issue sometimes. Um, but if you had unlimited resources to build anything you want to uh, better monitor the, the, your athletes, uh, reduce injuries, what would you build in a perfect world and why? I think for sure we need an application which tracks the menstrual cycle uh, very accurately like Ovala Ring. 
um, what Revolver Ring does, but also combined with a trainings app. The Mossoft trainings app, uh, they do not have this option that you can also track the menstrual cycle of the players. So mm -hmm. it would be great to have an application or a training portal, uh, which uh, which I can use as a trainer to write the uh, training of uh, one session uh, at this app and also be able to see at, at the exact time in which uh, phase of menstrual cycle my players are. And also for like, like a um, um, pro perspective uh, view, we can all uh, in a re retro perspective uh, view, we can also compare uh, if my players have a performance uh, uh, yeah, fluctuation uh, during, the, during one month, if uh, uh, I can also see if um, players have a better performance or they feel they, yeah, they, they, they cannot show their highest performance in one phase. Uh, and also I can adapt my training to that, uh, to, to the menstrual cycle easily. So that's what you would build. Basically. Yeah, that, yeah. Would be, that would, would be a great app for female athletes. And well, so that's, that's great, yeah. That's definitely something that is missing on the market. Okay, yeah, no, that makes sense. And, and from what I know from the Obuda Ring, right, they had a trainer portal or app that allows the trainer and coaches to see what's the status of each yes. athlete, right, on a squad. So what you're saying is that having the app maybe to provide recommendation or you can provide recommendation for training, that's what you would add to that, basically, right? Yes, yes, Dor. Uh, like uh, as a trainer, you have 100 apps on your cell phone uh, and every yeah. app has only one function. And I think what something what we definitely need is a uh, multifunctional apps. Uh, there are so like training, there are already trainings app that they can write down the training for by players uh, and also see uh, the uh, blood pr pr pressure, the training pools of them. Uh, as they are doing the exercises. So it would be like that also with uh, extra option to see in which phase of menstrual cycle athletes are. And um, um, there are apps already that uh, after the training, the athletes can uh, tip in under uh, cell phones uh, how hard the training was. So uh, I would like us to work uh, not only with physiological uh, measures, also with athletes. So at the end, uh, I would like to know how hard was my training for my athletes. And uh, at the end, I have like a, a huge amount of data to see, okay, at this time of month, my athlete is not that fit and I can always adapt my training to that. Yeah, I mean, that, so basically you want to get feedback from your athletes about how, the, how hard the training was, correct? Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's... So there's a lot of platform and applications that we call them uh, athlete management systems, AMS. Uh, they're mostly done, I mean, the one I've done, I mean, they could be used for men and female athletes, but they have like a, what they call the wellness questionnaire, where an athlete, you know, after training can just score, hey, you know, I felt very, you know, very hard for the, you know, training was super hard today. And then what they do is they compare how they felt through the questionnaire versus the data, right? GPS data or sleep data or data from Mobile Ring, right? And they can see 
if they if the two match right the perception versus the reality on the, the how they you know their body feels right yes yeah so that's pretty uh i mean that's out there already but uh hey one last question if i want to go back to the you said you, you've done some research and studies right in your early yes. days about uh transgender athletes right so what were the the, the most surprising finding findings of your studies um, and I mean, specifically about the, the transgender study, yes. uh, it was, yeah, um, uh, we, we did expect the high rates of strengths, uh, but it was shocking that uh, it was, um, it happened in a really short time that we expected. Uh, um, um, our transgender athlete got better in a really short time. Uh, um, in strength exercises, but not in endurance. So uh, his endurance mm. level didn't change uh, during the 10 months of uh, experimental um, design, uh, didn't change at all. And uh, also, um, uh, if I want to compare the upper body with the lower uh, uh, um, body, body. Uh, uh, with lower body, uh, he got much better uh, in a short time uh, in, uh, in upper body strength than uh, the, uh, the, the the leg strength. So when you say it got much better, what do you mean by that? Uh, compared to what? Compared to uh, his normal uh, strengths or? Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, he, after only two injection of testosterone, oh, he I would see. like. Uh, he could uh, double uh, his uh, uh, reputation of pull-ups, for example, uh, mm -hmm. which was uh, which was uh, quite uh, surprising for us. So we expected the uh, uh, increase in strength, but not in a short time. And uh, we saw the changes in really short time. But uh, as I said, in uh, uh, in uh, in strengths, not uh, not in endurance uh, tasks. And did you see a, a difference uh, from a transgender, a transgender, right, who was maybe a a, a man, to and then became a female, or and then the female becoming a man? Do you see the same trend on both um, sides? It was it only it was one way. It was um, a transgender. Um, it was uh, biologically a woman who uh, was uh, going through a transgender uh, uh, process to becoming a man player. Okay, that makes sense. I understand now. Uh, but look, uh, we, we're at the end of the podcast, but I want to thank you for, for your time today. It's very interesting what you're doing. Thank you very much for your time. And thank you, and, and good luck with the season. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Happy to Zen. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. To access past episodes and other research, articles, and analysis of sports technology, please visit our website, theupside.us. Subscribe to the Upside newsletter and receive full access to our sports tech business letter and website. Royalty-free music is provided by ibaudio.com. The Upside podcast provides timely insights and interviews with global leaders in sports technology. Until next time, keep looking to the Upside.